big ups. Welcome to the Audio Lighthouse Podcast, where we'll be revealing potent and timely ideas for navigating the ocean of life. I'm your host, Jovial Joel, an eternal optimist with a scientific mind, continuously capitalizing on my curiosity. That's who we are. This episode is titled Fasting, A Secret of Our Universe. Its purpose is to offer listeners the universal trade, secret, and benefits of intentional fasting. So one thing we speak about, we speak about fasting, you can hear it right in the name. Fasting. One thing about fasting, if and when you've ever fasted, and we all do, fasting is pretty slow. (laughs) That's the paradox of the universe. Something called fasting, or something that we title fasting, is juxtaposed that is actually slow because it happens over a span of time. But the things that I understand and uh, would like to offer in this conversation is that fasting is a solution. It's almost a universal solution for many problems. The cool thing about every problem, we know every problem has a solution. But fasting seems to be one of those solutions that works for many problems. So it's to our advantage to understand it, overstand it, and put it to practice in our everyday lives so that we can see it in motion and reap the benefits of its motion. So one thing, when you think about fasting, actually every day we fast. Every every person who takes a good night's sleep is going into a fast sequence. It is a necessary process of our maintaining this vessel called a human body. So everybody is fasting when you have that long extended longer than six hour really I think a fast begins longer than four hours but when you sleep you get those longer than four hours your body is going to a fast state basically and in that state we sleep and we dream and we do all the other things but that fast is essential to the upkeep of this vessel called a human body and if you're listening I know you have one so pay attention (laughs) So we we go into a fast sequence every night when we slumber, hence why when we wake up, that first meal is is basically constructed off breaking that fast or breakfast. Break fast. We're breaking a fast, which is a celebration. Anytime you break a fast, it should be celebrated. So breakfast should be a high, a high vibrating, highly charged time in your day. Because you're breaking a fast, hey, but it's the beginning of a new day, and so there's gratitude available if you so choose. And I'll tell you one thing, it behooves you to choose gratitude more than not choose it. So as you break the fast, you're stopping, you're halting that process of fasting or state of being that the body was in while sleeping, and you're getting to another state, which is basically digestion. So if you're not fasting, or in a mode of fasting, you're probably in a mode of digestion or processing, basically like your internal body factory is in doing all of this work and maintaining the type of energies coming into your vessel, notating them in certain processes, using all your different enzymes to break them down and complete the process of transforming that into energy that you use. And then discarding it as well, and we know that's like So... Breakfast starts that process where, hey, we're not in Kansas anymore. Well, we're not fasting anymore. So the body 
goes to another state. So there's two different states that we've spoke of. We've spoken of fasting state and the digestion state all in one conversation. And we're going to continue on that conversation just to continue to see why fasting is a secret of our universe. And one thing about it, when I spell universe, that's with a Y-O-U in the front because the universe is each of us. So we break our fast and we go into a different state. That means the type of work being done in the fast state is then different from the state while we're digesting. So it has its trade-offs, it has its benefits, but we're going to delve deeper into the benefits of that fasting state. So we break the fast with a normal breakfast, but say we skip breakfast. So a lot of us have been uh, hearing in our consciousness the uh, the practice of intermittent fasting. So you skip breakfast and say you eat later. You extend that time period in which you fasted after you awoke from your sleep where you were fasting, but you don't eat. Say you have some water, juice, coffee, something more. Um, basically, if, especially if it's just water. Water is just going to cleanse and replenish those cells versus juices and coffees have to be processed so you're going into that state of digestion that we spoke of but let's just say is you you're awake from your slumber but you haven't intaken any solid food you've only had water this is still a fast now we're going into an intermittent fast state of the, the current fast state basically it's getting a little bit more effective of what that fast state is there for so in there many people take on intermittent fasting to be able to control their weight be able to control their health footprint because a lot of American health is based on what one chooses to intake in nutrition Um, and you know in a capitalistic society as ours we have many choices but the choice is always how nutrient-filled and whole will the food be. And so in intermittent fasting, you can balance out the intake and the consumption of our, you know, proud to be an American state here in the United States of America by fasting a little bit longer than while you're sleeping. So that is an intermittent fasting practice. And with that comes those benefits of being able to manage your weight by minimizing your intake. Breakfast can be a heavy meal in our culture. Eggs, grits if you're from the South, home fries, which is a fried potato uh, in in the Northern areas. Um, You have your pancakes, your biscuits. You can pack on the calories in breakfast. When you break that fast, you can break it real heavily to where you are setting your day with gratitude, A, but B, with a lot of calories to take on all the different ways you'll need to output energy. But intermittent fasting bypasses that calorie-consuming opportunity and extends the fasting period for better health benefits. Those health benefits are immense because one thing that we spoke of is these two states of being in which our bodies can be in, the digestion state or the fasting state. It cannot be in both at the same time. So this is an either-or conversation we're having. Which one is better, to be digesting or to be fasting? We'll continue the conversation to figure it out. But we've already spoken how intermittent fasting bypasses 
our normal breakfast in this scenario, break fast, and it goes beyond that and continues the fast cycle for some inherent health benefits. What is happening in our fast state is a reconstruction and a new generation of cells for our body to take and replenish that which is broken down. It is, fasting is a time of repair for the physical vessel. Fasting is a time of regeneration for the physical vessel. Fasting is a time for <clears throat> recommitting cells to new purposes, which make our quality of living better. So to me, it seems like fasting right now is a um, an ace in the hole when it comes to making life a little better, making the functionality and the the sensations within our vessels feel a lot better. And it's the opposition to the normal digestion pattern that we have several times in our waking day when we, if we have a, a three, just a minimum of a three meal day, which is a breakfast, breakfast, lunch, and a dinner. Let alone the amount of snacking that we take part in in our uh, United States society. We have a plethora of snacks and I'm thinking right now of some snacks and you're probably thinking of some of your favorite snacks as well because that's a part of our culture of consumption aside from that we are offering that intermittent fasting though away from those snacks in those times of our days that we choose can provide more cells to make operations and functions within our body feel even better which makes life better which brings it easier to get to gratitude. These are things that makes it easier to get to gratitude. You choosing to do things a little bit differently. You choosing to avoid breakfast or bypass it to redirect that energy and prolong that fasting energy to have a more cumulative creation of cells in this fasting state. Totally towards your benefit. Fully healing in its effects. No one said that it was quick because the fast is slow. So there comes mental and spiritual assets that are gained through the practice of fasting. And these are things that only you can put yourself through. So there's power in you creating this effect of your own life. So imagine this. Take your consciousness for a ride. Imagine this. Your favorite football team just won its playoff game, and you're a big playoff fan. You are at a playoff party with your at your local bar for your team, and you had a great time enjoying all the different tastes that the game environment provided. There were wings, and there were all your favorite game dishes, nachos. There was cookies. There were homemade cakes and you guys were celebrating your playoff loss so, so the drinks were flowing the the margaritas were excellent you indulge you have a great time your team wins it's a great time all around you and your roommate return back to you all city apartment you get ready you you laugh off the end and that night you have a great time just laughing those memories off with your roommate, who's also a fan as well of the same team. So as you get ready for slumbering, you take your usual, you know, your bathroom, uh, your restroom, 
necessities to get yourself prepared for bed. As you get ready to lay down, you go into your slumber as usual. But the next thing you know, you awaken in the hospital. It's lights over your head. How are you in the hospital? So you figure out that your roommate heard, heard you fall out of bed and, you, and he checks on you and, and you're pretty much in a, a fair sluggish state to where you don't even remember it memory-wise as much. Your roommate helps to get you loaded and taken to the hospital where they find out you have blood sugar level over 700. These are dangerous levels of blood sugar ratio of sugar of the ratio of sugar within your blood dangerous life-threatening levels but you get the adequate medical attention to stabilize yourself wow you had a sugar attack and this seems to be what the doctors say can be an onset to diabetes too and they give you one choice insulin insulin to regulate your consumption of food which will regulate the pancreas and the sugar processing of your body. Wow. Life comes at you fast, you think. My team just won its playoff games. Now I'm being brought with diabetes to my doorstep. So you're discharged two days later as they're able to stabilize you with their myriad of medicines to stabilize your blood sugar. But you now have a new regimen. You now must get insulin. So you go, you go and you research deeper thanks to the wide and vast amount of information in our ocean called the internet. And you find out holistically there's an alternative. But the alternative to treating your particular scenario of diabetes 2 prognosis or diagnosis, I should say, it requires you to have to master the art of fasting in your life. So you have now two choices. You've researched the new choice of fasting to combat diabetes 2 onset or you can follow the doctor's orders and become insulin dependent. You have seen people in your family deal with insulin and you choose to say no, my path will be different. So you take on the alternative of fasting. And in this fasting schedule, what you learn to do is a a weekly schedule of you have a day where you eat nothing at all but water. You intake water only. And then you'll skip that normal breakfast the next morning when you awaken. But you'll engage in lunch and dinner. Now, what you were eating at that football party, you no longer have to, you no longer make that a choice or selection in your intake because this is serious. This fast has been laid in your research for a reason and it says that the things that you once eat when you take your fast breaks, you can no longer eat. So you create a extended intermittent fast schedule with frequency throughout the week. So You go a day and a half before you eat your meals. And your meals now become smoothies, high-nutrition-packed smoothies. So you start to notice yourself losing weight over the first two weeks. You start to feel yourself getting more clarity. 
you start to feel yourself and not just feel yourself now that you are a diabetes diagnosis you have to check your blood sugar and as you take it on the insulin you saw that the blood sugar totals did not retreat but as you began your first week of fasting you start to see daily as you could extend your fast in an intermittent fast schedule repetitively you see your blood sugar numbers start to take dramatic dives and in this time you you forego the insulin this first week you saw your blood sugar go from an average of 400 to an average of 200 the next week it gets the blood sugar down to a range of 150 and have you in the medical field a blood sugar of around 100 is what you're shooting for and desiring for to feel healthy to know that you're the sugar amounts in your blood is not toxic. And so by this third week of intermittent fasting and smoothies, you have now baselined your blood sugar to that 100 level with no insulin. And you go back to your doctor checkup. And your doctor says, hey, look at your blood sugar. It's looking excellent. The insulin's been working. And you keep the secret to yourself. He says, yes, it has been working, doctor. I'll continue this regimen, and I'll see you in another two weeks. So in this two weeks, you get back on your fasting schedule. This is five weeks since the the blackout incident. You're in the hospital. You've now dropped 30 pounds by fasting, as well as your blood sugar is stabilized daily around the 110, 120 level. You now have foregone the need to utilize the insulin and are now fully controlling your intake schedule, which is also controlling your blood sugar, which is keeping you able to function and thrive in a life where you were being offered needles every day. You get back with your friends to see your your last playoff game, and you guys made it to the Super Bowl. And this time, you fast prior to the, the Super Bowl party. So let's come back to our conversation. How does it feel? Would you have rather taken the insulin, shoot yourself up with needles? Or would you have rather taken on the challenge of fasting? What would you have done? Do you trust insulin injections? Or do you trust your own ability to restrain and extend a fasting state of your body? Have you? This is a true story. This individual will be in part two of this fasting conversation as our Audio Lighthouse podcast continues on. But how much gratitude would you have to have a a roommate at that time? And why would you have this episode only when somebody could help you? What if there was no one to help you? What if, what, what if there was no internet to dive deep into the ocean of information to find an alternative? What if you only had insulin? Heck, what if there was no technological medical understanding of insulin injections at this point? And you were just a, a consumptuous man who fell into his own trough of greed and it showed itself physically. These are all the things that I thought of as I channeled that experience 
even in narrating it to you all. So, this is a true story, as I said. Fasting can bypass the threat of onset type 2 diabetes. I've seen and experienced it secondhand from a family member. And it was almost miraculous. But it was merely a choice made by this person. And their, their quality of life has forever benefited thanks to that brave decision of fasting in order to repair their vessel in a state that was taken on by a consumptuous lifestyle. And I know many people are in the ranks of being Americans who are battling with overconsumption because so much is placed in our stream via marketing and advertising to satisfy the capitalistic desires of these corporations by having more patrons get more unhealthy food to be placed into more unhealthy diagnoses of states of being but few medical professionals will tell you the power of fasting because that would limit your need to visit them at their office which helps them be higher participants in this capitalistic domain called America and the world so it's never spoken of even they may say you sound a little crazy if you think fasting is going to heal you. But I will say, do not have the herd mentality. Do what is not the main stream thing to do, especially when your intuition has brought you to that state. Even if you're listening to this now and your intuition has brought you to listen and you may know someone who can benefit from fasting in a true diametical situation. This is real life and this has happened. And I'm brought that, imagine this from that moment. We spoke earlier that turning off digestion turns on the ability to heal. In this scenario, you just take it to the extreme. If you were able to, for example, eat your way into type 2 diabetes, that means you can also fast and abstain completely to reverse the process. Isn't that powerful? That's to transmute a moment where a moment is going one way and you choose to act differently and you get a different outcome. And this outcome is life and death. This outcome is the quality of life or a degradation of the quality of life. And here we're all about progression. We're eternal optimists here at the Audio Podcast, at the Audio Lighthouse Podcast. The greatest things about fasting, in my perspective, is the spiritual effects. So, fasting is a creative sacrifice. We've spoken about the benefits through that imagine this of abstaining from food. So, the original thing to to give up, basically this is um, an action of giving up, a continuous action of giving. Because in the universe, there's only two actions, giving and receiving. Giving and receiving. That's a masculine energy and a feminine energy, respectively. And when you you ever have any wonders of how the masculine and feminine energy universally work, just think about the sex between two humans in order to create life. It's about those are genders for generating. So giving will always be like the giving of the seed and the receiving is the feminine receiving, then creating that which has been, or creating a new form out of the material from 
the earlier receiving. So we use that as a lens to see our actions. We either do giving actions or receiving actions. So the art of fasting is giving. It's creative sacrifice. So we spoke about food. That's the original way that we, as a people, figured out that fasting was real. Because we noticed that if we would abstain from food, the very what we thought was the source of our energy and sustenance, that, wow, we're giving up something important. Our creator, our, our most high, will acknowledge that and replenish that with something. So there is an intent that comes with taking on the commitment of a fast. And it's fully our choice. That, that key is always available to unlock that door in our lives. So beyond physical effects, there are, there are infinite spiritual effects and benefits of fasting. That's what I'm always going to push to, is to understand that I can choose to sacrifice and it will be acknowledged somehow. I don't know how it works, but I think the balance of the universe is abstaining, is is a continued on when it acknowledges that sacrifice or giving by you and follows it up by you receiving. So one beautiful thing about the, the art of giving, you can ritualize that giving in your own life. As you prepare for any type of fast or sacrifice, you should draw in all the intentions of that through meditation, through prayer, through you know contemplation, writing it out you want to be able to design the outcome of this giving we want to use that first eye to design the why the how why we're fasting for this intention you know and this outcome how are we fasting giving this up giving up food giving up social media uh, giving up you know alcohol for a certain amount of time because I know that it affects me now. If the giving or the sacrifice isn't difficult enough, it's not sacrificing enough. And you'll get an outcome that's lackluster, I'm suggesting. I would say truly sacrifice, truly things that affect you when they're not there, affect your personality when you can't go directly to them or escape to them. Those are true sacrificial givings within a fast sequence that affect you from the inside out. You'll get the outcome, but we're discussing now that process. That process, putting a lot of intentions in the the day before this begins. That's important. Being able to really be in the moment, in the energy of gratitude going into your sacrificial intentional fasting period it boosted how you start can seemingly be how you finish so you're going in with gratitude with connection to unseen forces that you possess in order to help you finish this out you're going into the beginning like this so that you're charged up going through the process life is about the process and on the microcosmic level in the micro a fast is a good indicator of how you can go through things in life. Hard times, for example. I often say it's better that you create the hard times for yourself unless life create the hard times for you. Seemingly, when you create the hard times in a fast, you get intangibles that 
life seemingly usually puts you through tough situations in order to gain. The unseen things in our life are the most important and the most powerful. Fasting allows us to gain more of those unseen assets. We always, we, we started out this segment, this episode saying, one thing about fasting is slow. So just imagine going through that slow giving process and learning more about yourself. Learning how patient you are, how enduring you are, how long-suffering you can be. How joyous can you be when it hurts? These are aspects of your true being that want to come out, but they need a difficult situation in order to come out, to prove to you that you possess them. Once you prove it to yourself, it's over. (laughs) Once you prove it to yourself, it doesn't matter literally what anybody else thinks. So this and everything we speak of in audio, Lighthouse Podcast is about helping you prove it to yourself. Intangibles like patience, perseverance, toughness, resiliency, endurance. These are intangibles. You can't touch these with your hands. But to possess these make life a lot more rewarding in your interpersonal relationships because you can have the tough conversations with someone because you've had the tough conversations with yourself during the fast. You can challenge others because you've challenged yourself through the fast. Golden rule, you can only do to others as you do unto yourself. So fasting unto yourself first opens up gateways of opportunity in how you engage with others because those tough moments, what people have said are tough to have, those type of conversations, you can remember the toughness exhibited through your fast or your sacrifice time. Whether you're sacrificing food, whether you're sacrificing uh, alcohol, whether you're sacrificing social media, whether you're sacrificing um, not visiting your grandma. And so when I say not sacrifice, you have been in a period of not going. Now you're going to her every day. So you do the opposite of what you've been doing so that you can fully stretch yourself within that circumstance. And there's power. Somehow, You attract the outcomes of life that may have been hidden, may have been blocked. You're able to download new thoughts, gain more clarity in your situation. These are invaluable additions to your life because only you can deliver them or some higher spiritual power. It's rare that somebody can deliver you some patience here. Here's some more patience for you. Here's some more tenacity for you. No, only going through challenges, only enduring through sacrifices can you gain those. I think about my brothers in Islam, my brothers and sisters in Islam. They know sacrifice on a yearly ritualistic pattern and it's in accordance with the moon. I salute them. I I, I must complete an entire Ramadan one day. That the, the practice that is taken on within those who dwell in that mansion is highly commendable. And I would love to tap in to see, from their perspective, the type of experiences that prove the realness of Ramadan for them. So I salute. Think about that. That 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 mansion of belief thought so much of that process of sacrifice to make it a mandate within its halls. I think that's powerful. I think that engages a unity of those. Because one thing about fasting, you can do it as a singular person, which is what we began this discussion, but it gets even more powerful when we do it as a group, when we do it as a body. 
it gets even more powerful. It's the exponential effect of humans and how when we do things together with a similar intention, we can explode the outcome for us and generations to come. So that's the exciting aspect of, of fasting. Doing it as a body, doing it with more than one person to, to multiply the positive effects. To have someone to go through it with. One thing about going into your fasting is that the spiritual aspect is going to drive how you deal with it physically. How you ritualize going into it. How you may burn candles and meditate on it. How you may call a certain ancestor who you may be doing this for or doing this in remembrance of. Those things connect and bind physical and spiritual energies in the now. No one said it's easy. And no one said it's fast as the name suggests. It is a slow methodical process so as you fast think about the outcome as you're in the fast remember why you're doing it go into daily ritual to maintain your enthusiasm through it how enthusiastic can you be as you sacrifice These are things which show the energy placed into the giving is going to resemble what energy is multiplied in the outcome. Any lukewarm enthusiasm going into it, you may get a lukewarm outcome. And that would nullify the whole reason of doing it. So come in with an enthusiastic, eternally optimistic envisioning of oneself and stick to that. And usually, I say over 80% of the time you're going to be astounded at what happens on the post side of your sacrifice your intentional fasting and one thing about fasting is something that's a secret I think the most powerful fasts are done in secrecy where you can interact as what others around you would call normal but you are not even being sustained by natural food. You're being sustained by some force deeper than that when you do that traditional fast, the original giving of food. When you do that, you're proving to yourself, hey, I'm not powered by food. I'm powered by some deeper, more originating energy that is saying that I need to be in motion for it to have this experience or for the reason of why I'm here. I'm not inhibited by a food intake I still have the energy to do to become to thrive so that's that's where you have the challenge I can honestly say as I've increased my ability and and frequency of fasting it has made me becoming a leader with two and four others that much easier because I can challenge it's easy for me to challenge people now because I accept weekly monthly seasonal fasting challenges only doing to others as you do unto yourself the golden rule one thing about keeping it secret in an individual sense is it allows for the testimony to be that much more powerful on the other side because you can tell them oh I was actually fasting then wow you were fasting that day when we did all of that and you, you were so calm and patient how did you do it and you were able to offer them some of the fruits of your path 
it's a beautiful thing. And that's why I feel that it almost gets contagious in the migration of the power of fasting for those who learn on the back end the power you exhibited while you secretly went through a fast. Just like the, 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 the womb is the darkest place in the universe. Some of the best secrets have come out of that darkness in the form of people. So, if you're not doing it in a body where we're all sharing this intent and you're doing secret fast, hey, keep that to yourself. There's power in darkness. Allow for it to be a seed that grows into the light at the time it should. And just focusing once more on the seed, your giving, your sacrifice, your fasting is like the masculine planting the seed into the universe and the universe is the womb. How that womb reacts with the right seed and the right egg combination is going to present something back to that giver eventually. And that's what the universe does. It is a womb that returns back in a maternal way what you planted within it in the form of outcomes, in the form of spiritual intangibles gained, in the form of physical and health benefits. It's a myriad of positive effects that comes through the challenge of intentional fasting. So very much so, what you give can determine what you get in this scenario. And I think that is a a great uh, opportunity given to us by our creator that we can find the law of balance between the masculine and feminine energy forces of our universe, find out that we have actions that mimic that giving and receiving slash outputting force forces in our universe as far as generation and gender and then utilize those actions to force the universe to be the other part of the process of generating an outcome or generating for example the microcosm of generating life this generates lifelike outcomes so continue to Take on challenges for those who have fasted or do intermittent fasting. Push your limits of fasting. And I can almost guarantee that life will push your limits in the outcomes of that fasting. It is powerful and you are powerful. So powerful beings do powerful things and fasting is one of those things. So individual fasting, awesome. Great and individualized. But let's challenge our community to build on community fasting and fasting as one large nation I believe there's immense power in that because when we're fasting in the physical that means we're doing something even deeper on a spiritual level and that that deepness that's occurring there is generating an outcome that will all appreciate the energy that we put in so think about that looks like the sun is coming up It's time to shut the lighthouse down. And as we like to say, when it's time to go to the next thing, what y'all about to do? Jovial Joel here, and we discussed all the wonderful things that come with the challenge of fasting. Which one will you choose? The choice is yours. Can't wait to speak to you next time. You're always welcome here at the Audio Lighthouse Podcast. See ya.